to trust the journey because I've been through a journey that I trusted before. And I, when I came out on the other side of it, I was able to see that it was the right choice. And that's why I, I love, I love to teach people how to trust their journey. Cause so many times we, we don't trust ourselves. We actually have the answers inside of us. Hey, everybody, we are back and we are here with Catherine Martin Fisher. Welcome uh, to the podcast here, the Money Mindset Mentoring Podcast. We are super excited to have you out of Pennsylvania and uh, really great having you on the show. Thank you so much, Steve. I'm really excited to be here. You know, it, it's, it's so great to have met you at, at the events that we've been at and you're a real powerhouse, a real feisty powers, a lot of energy. Holy cow. It's just the smile goes from ear to ear. It's, it's just great to, to be in your presence and, and learn from you. And, uh, you know, some of the things that we were talking about was a little bit about your past and, and really what you're bringing to the market. And I kind of get a sense a little bit about where you came from, where you are today, and, and where does the, the future look like for you? Well, um, so I uh, have actually been a single mom. And uh, during that, uh, you know, I just, I've been in a place of transition throughout my life. And so as a single mom, I, you know, I realized that there were a lot of things that happened during those years when I go back and, you know, and realize the decisions I've had to make. And so I basically, about 10 years ago, I'm mean, not 10 years, for over 10 years, I had decided that I was living in a marriage that wasn't working. And, you know, I just realized one day I woke up, I was in my room crying, and I just thought, I can't live like this anymore. And sometimes we get stuck, you know, and I said, what does it look like if I leave in 10 years? And what does it look like if I were to stay? Mm. And so... Like many of others, I realized that being a single mom would be difficult. And I was scared. I was scared that I couldn't provide for my children and that I wasn't going to be able to provide for uh, the kind of lifestyle that they were accustomed to. And so I was worried. I was worried that I'd fail. And um, so over the next 25 years, I did learn that through hundreds of online courses and in-person courses, that uh, books, mentors, coaches that I've hired, uh, I went from being scared to having courage. I went from struggling to confidence. I went from worrying, worry to certainty. And so, you know, I'm happy that I did make those decisions 25 years ago. And then I trusted my journey. And through that process, I, you know, I've come to a place where I helped during, during the time that I was a single mom, I was able to help businesses grow because I always needed a job that would give me flexibility. And in order to be able to still be a mom and be there for my children and their activities. So I believe that if I was able to do that, then there are others that would have the ability to do that too. And that, and through that process, I feel like I've, I've now this month, I'm doing a course and it's going to, it's a masterclass and it is a 10X Super Life Masterclass. Super excited. I'm going to put that in the link so that, so that others can, you know, have that opportunity. So if you visit, if, if anyone were to visit the site, then I feel like through that process of learnings, the mindset that we need in order to be able to make those transformations 
that you know people don't have to spend the millions of the the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, I didn't mean to say millions, but <laughs> the hundreds well, of thousands millions, of dollars that yeah. I did. You make the wrong decision there. If that's millions, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, but I, I'm just super excited to be able to share and help others transform and make the decisions that will help to jumpstart them to a, a much better, you know, way well, of expanding. Let's, let's talk a little bit about that journey because it's very interesting to me because you talk about you went from a position of fear, a position of, of doubt and, and uncertainty. And the Catherine that I know, I, I couldn't even imagine like that being a thing because it's just it's just never been part of the conversations that we've had and and so obviously you've very successfully made that transition but sort of talk about in those moments that when you were going through that now that was back when you were is that when you were in new york is that right or uh i was actually in maryland in maryland uh, at the time man soft shell crabs yeah. love it on light street there was a great soft shell crab place that was just unbelievable i loved it oh the crabs in maryland are just next level, next no, level. my no brother compared. lives in uh, in arlington and uh and so last time we were down he brought it down some soft shell crabs and oh it was so good so good. wow um but yeah so when you look back at that moment and you're saying that the you're going through fear sort of what was what was the the way that number one you first identified it because a lot of times i think people when they're going through a difficult time they actually don't actually even identify that they're in a difficult time. They just take that this is this is the status quo. And so what got you out of the idea of identifying that it's not the status quo, it's something that is perceived as a difficult time. In other words, it's something that you have to identify to fix. Well, I don't know, but what I would say is I have always been a person that has always looked five to 10 years ahead. Mm-hmm. That has always been something inside of me that I just always, first of all, I've always done a great job of seeking information. Knowledge is power. And I've always known that. So I love to read. I love to learn. I've, I've always been a sponge. And through that process, I learned things that about vision casting, about looking at one's life fast forward. And Stephen Covey, you know, I had read his book and he talked about thinking from the end, looking at what your life looks like when you're 80 years old at your 80th birthday. What does that look like? Um, who's going to be there? What are they going to be saying about you? What difference have you made in their lives into, to the people all around you? And so to me, if I look five to 10 years in advance and I, um, and I start looking at that perspective, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. That doesn't, this is not matching up because what, ha what is happening right now in five years is going to not look good. So when I look ahead, that's not going to be where I want to be. So because it's not moving in the direction of where I want to go, then, then it's time to make a change, right? <laughs> so when you look at that, it's, it's almost like, and I think it, it, it's almost like a labyrinth when you think about decision-making and you're sitting at a point in the labyrinth and there's a couple different paths you can take. And you're mm. currently already on a path, whether that's the right path or the wrong path, you're on a path. Right. And so what you're saying is, is by looking to that future and understanding this path is a path that doesn't go anywhere, you're then able to then pivot and say that I'm going to look in the future down this path before you even move and kind of just strategize the plan and then pick that path because you know it gets to the goal and that you want to go because maybe they all go to different ending points. So how did you kind of look at that and say, I think that this path is the wrong path. And I think that this path is the right path. 
again, knowledge is power. And I, when you look ahead there, if, if nothing is matching up to where you are going, where you see your life, if you're looking from the end, then every decision that you make moving in that direction, it's like, well, this path isn't taking me there because no matter what I do, I can't seem to make anything shift from here. So what if I think about, I started to write everything down. So I started to write down everything that I wanted my life to look like. Then I started to create vision boards and I started to put down words. I'm very much a word person. Mm -hmm. Words are so powerful. And what you feed your mind is extremely powerful. So I started to put pictures of where I was going, what that looked like, what vacations I was going to have, what kind of partnership, happy relationships. Everything was being put down. So I wake up in the morning and I'd be looking at those pictures everywhere with the words of what that looked like which was going to move me. I knew that would move me in that direction. So by doing that, where I was, wasn't moving me in that direction. So I needed to make a shift. And even though there was a lot of fear that went along with that, I just had a knowing. I just felt like I need to listen to my gut. There's a knowing inside of me that is definitely, this isn't the knowing, this knowing I made a mistake here. This doesn't work. It's not moving me where I want to go, what my life looks like. And so I think that that's an important piece. And I think you, you hit two things. Uh, the first thing that you hit was the, you wrote things down. And I think that's really important is that the idea that you're, it's not just going to be this emotional response. It's going to be a, a tactical response. And the second thing is you talked about really personal KPIs, key performance indicators, and saying that if I'm going down here, logic will tell me I'm going to keep on going down the wrong path because the KPI is telling me that. The indicator is telling me that. And so based on the qualitative, sorry, the quantitative elements of how you assess the situation, which is numbers, writing things down, and looking that and seeing that is the activities congruent with the direction of going towards what's written on my vision board. And if it's not, I got to start closing off these paths. And then it finally then said, okay, then that's going to give me the direction that I need to go. And then the last thing you did is said, does that in my gut feel right? And so then you put that qual qualitative element on and say that uh, the layers have all made sense. And now I'm going to go down this path. That is such a great perspective. Yes. Thank you for putting It's that your perspective. I'm just, I'm just. It is. <laughs> so now that you've kind of gone through that transition and come out on the other side and, and obviously being the person who only knows that other side is the idea that like, wow, like unbelievable transformation, unbelievable journey. And how does it feel on the other side now that, that now you're looking at it, not only from the perspective of how do I solve things? But then it's, it's how do I then think bigger? How do I move to things that are bigger? Not necessarily, necessarily from pain, but from a position of opportunity. That's very interesting because, I mean, I am remarried and I have an amazing husband and I, I created in my mind, I figured out what I wanted at that point in my life and actually took pictures of guys in magazines, put beautiful words, did all of these things to create the life that I was living. And actually the picture of the home that I live in was in a magazine. 
<laughs> it wasn't the home, but it when you look on a winter day when it's snowing, that looks like the home, right? And so anyway, moving forward, I am now in a place where I want to make a difference. I want to do I want to be able to help transform other people, help to teach them that our mindset can create, it can make or break you. And so being able to be in an opportunity now with what I'm doing, I feel like I can help shift people, teach them how to change their mindset. So many times we get caught up in, in paths in our life because it is the training. It's the mindset that we've been taught. You know, it's all the false information that we have received. And I feel like this is the time where I am now in a place where I can help teach other people how to think differently, what to do, all the lies that have been told to them. And, and, and those are actually, it's a, that. yeah. And it's really an interesting concept because the idea can be, well, yours was looking at relationships and, and the position that you were in from that perspective, a lot of these things can be applied to other elements of career paths as well, where people, you know, they'll, they'll go and they'll take four years of education, maybe take some, some education afterwards. And they really hone in on whatever their craft was being a doctor. Mm -hmm you know, being a paramedic, being a cop, you know, all these things. And what they do is they build their whole persona around whatever that, that career path is. I'm a police officer, right? right. I'm, a, I'm a paramedic. I'm, I'm a lawyer. And, and they hate it. And, but they don't know how to get out. But what they don't understand is a lot of the skills that they're learning in that position. I was talking with another fellow about like a funeral home, uh, an embalmer in a funeral home and saying like, he's, he can't do anything. He's stuck. And, and I disagree. I think the skills that they've learned to do what they do are transfor transformative skills into another career. They just have to redirect their purpose. And they can pull out the baseline underpinnings of what made them successful and why they picked that and then pivot and choose another direction. And when you look at the situation of the relationship that you were in, there is probably certain things that you might carry forward into the relationship that you have today of the things that, you know, you loved going to the gym together or you loved whatever. And there's certain things that you're like, that's a, that's a thing that I'm going to keep as I move forward. Mm -hmm. um, and the person who I was, I'm going to keep certain elements, but there's certain smaller elements I'm going to change, but I'm still the same person. You know, I'm just making myself bigger in that new environment. In other words, I was the same person who was stuck in a jar. I've just taken the lid off and got out of it. I love that um, Zig Ziglar always talked about the the flea story, and literally, it's like you can actually train the fleas because you, if you put the jar on it, and then they, they you know they're constantly jumping up and uh, they can't get out. So you can take the lid off, and they still won't come out. Yep. And it's just like what? Yep. And I always lived that like when I say that I studied so many of these guys, I I that that's been a thing. And then that becomes my mantra. It's like, nope, not going to be a flea, not going to be a flea. <laughs> like, yeah, but I will, I do want to add this mm -hmm. in my process of being a single parent, because, you know, my life didn't change just because I, I remarried. My life changed because I learned how to help businesses actually scale. Mm -hmm. And through a, through my efforts in sales and marketing, what I loved was I was able to have the flexibility so that as a single mom, I could still be there for all my children's activities. So nobody was, you know, keeping me on a clock. But then at the same time, able to open the mindset of business owners and teach them that there are some things that they could shift to change and transform and create the culture within their company 
in order to grow and expand and scale. And so anyway, that I just I feel like also my my own son, you know, I've always had that mindset. Anything is possible. I'm a single mom, but you can still go to college. You can still do whatever you want to do. You just have to decide and you have to be willing to put in the work. I I mean, we can make that happen. You have to get in. You have to be the one to do that. And um and I you know, and I'm excited because my children are people who are always looking for opportunity and growth and expansion. And that's the reason why I feel like in single parenthood, I have, they have friends who have always said to me, I have two parents and I'm not allowed, I can't go to college because we can't afford it. Well, there's always a way to do whatever you want to do. You just have to decide what is your dream, follow your heart and then be willing to do the work. Yeah. And I think the idea, you know, and I think you followed up with the most important thing, which is being willing to do the work. You know, I, I think there's too many times where people have these these dreams in their head, but they don't actually create an execution plan, and then they don't follow that up with massive action. Yeah, and I think that's the that's probably when people run into some struggles. And a lot of times, if people haven't gone through heavy, heavy struggles, then the 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 challenge that happens with those people is they hit some small wall, then mm-hmm. then they they really run into roadblocks. And when you go through big struggles. Everything seems smaller. And, and I was talking with another fellow the other day about when I was going through a really big challenge in our lives where, you know, I had a, a more um, construction company. We ran into some really bad, you know, manufacturing defects this one year. Prices of all the materials, you know, quadrupled and my contracts were all fixed price. And, uh, you know, payments started slowing down. It was just a horrible year. And, and so I look at that. I ran up with a, a massive amount of debt at that time you know, just under, you know, three quarters of a million dollars. And, you know, a lot of people, they'd be like, man, that's a lot of money. And even today, people might think that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But, and I'm not saying that I do, but if you make a hundred million dollars, uh, a million dollar problem seems very small. And so the concept that Grant talks a lot about is the idea that to solve your problems, look for bigger problems, right? Instead of focusing on right. those small ones, find bigger problems, and then those small problems are going to go away. That is and, so true. And I think it's just, to me, that's a really good mindset of, of when you're going through transformation is that the things that you think are the really big problems right now will be marginalized as you get bigger. That is so true. I do believe that because I will say that I think that I have the willingness to trust the journey because I've been through a journey that I trusted before. Yep. And I, when I came out on the other side of it, I was able to see that it was the right choice. And that's why I, I love, I love to teach people how to trust their journey. Cause so many times we, we don't trust ourselves. We actually have the answers inside of us. And, um, and I feel like that's an important thing because like you said, massive action. Yep. And even in myself, what I, I have to constantly put myself in check? Am I taking massive action? Am I allowing fear to overtake me? Fear is false evidence appearing real. It is not real. We make it up in our own minds. And, you know, and we're always, all of us, no matter where you are in life, you're struggling through the next expansion, right? So whatever it is that you are doing, you're growing, but then you hit a roadblock again, and then you start having fear again, because now you're moving to that you know, higher expansion, but yes, trusting that process, massive action, massive action, massive action. And that's where I always have to check myself 
as well. Absolutely. And I think, you know, when, when you go through that process of, of making those massive actions, those massive decisions, I think the idea is to be committed, right? And the thing that you did is you actually committed to doing things. A lot of people put that together, but they don't actually execute. And execute, execution comes from commitment and conviction. And, yeah. you know, in the book that's behind you, the Seller Be Sold book, Grant talks a lot about this. It's very hard to sell something if you yourself are not sold. And, and the biggest obstacle that most people have in any sales situation is themselves. Because yes. if they're not comfortable with what they're selling, they can't sell it. Now, if you're not comfortable in selling the idea of, I need to make a, a decision to make a big, you know, relationship change, you're not going to do it, right? Because you're selling yourself. If you're not sold on the idea, I'm not going to make a career change. It's going to sound real nice, but you're not going to do it. If you're not yes. going to make the decision to pay off those massive debts because they seem so big, you can't do it because you're not sold on it. It's the same thing as selling product. If you're not committed to the idea of selling whatever your product or service is, you're going to accept excuses or complaints or what some people call objections in the sales process because you're going to give them validity. You're going to accept them because you're not sold. I have to add to that because this is what I've been finding. I am working with a company right now and I am boggled. My mind is boggled that people will not write goals down because they have fear that they can't do them. They literally will not do it. And I'm like, how do you, I mean, how are you going to know where you're going if you're not even willing to do that? So here's what I realized is to the point that you are not sold, right? You cannot sell. So then I started going back and listening to Grant and Massive Action and Sell or Be Sold and all. Of, and I was like, it's so true. The client isn't the one who doesn't buy the product. It's you are not sold enough. And that is the reason why. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's interesting because a twofold on that. Number one, is when you look at somebody like Zig Ziglar that you were talking about earlier, with the interview with his son, where they're talking about the massive impact that he made, the massive impact that he made didn't come from him talking on stage. They actually, when they did a survey, the massive action came from people buying his products. Yeah. And so that's how he made the biggest impact in the world. And, and you think about it, you look back and you're like, you're right. Like, I got it from going to his event or I got it yeah. from you know, buying that seminar that he had. And, and that's what really made the difference. It wasn't watching that five minute YouTube video. It was actually being committed to spending the investment so that then I will spend the investment of being committed. And you know, interestingly enough, I went to Zig Ziglar to a mo one of the motivational things. I, no I did many of them, but I was given an opportunity to go for free and work his stand for free. And through that process, because that was my very first experience with him, it, I was a Mary Kay uh, mm -hmm. consultant and I went and did this event and listened to him, listened to all the speakers. And I was, because I worked it for free, he gave us his book, an autograph book. And I was a true follower of his after that. And I said, because I'm, I've always been willing to do anything for free in order to be able to expand my mind or expand mm -hmm. my life, or expand my knowledge, whatever that is. And uh, so, yes. So, uh, yes. I, I, it's, it's an so amazing good. starting point. And it's, it's really the inception point of the, uh, 
of the modern day funnel. It was just a physical manifestation of one. And uh, no, that's amazing. The, you know, as we close up here, one of the things that I really want to do is that you truly exemplify the idea of the 10X super life. And the, you know, at the point in when we're recording this, you're doing the super life this weekend. So obviously it won't apply to the people for that. But guys, you need to get onto the link that's below. And uh, what was the name of the website again that we're going to go to for the rocket? Rocketgrowthba.com is the website that has all of the details. And, uh, and you can go there and she's always running events, always helping people. And it's been an absolute pleasure to share your journey on the podcast today. And I really want people to go check you out. So thank you very much, Catherine. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It's all right, guys. And that's the end of the episode today. We look forward to catching you up on the next one. Money Mindset Mentoring Podcast. 